Welcome to Six Degrees of Rumination with your hosts, Reno Gorman, Nina Boyd, and their producer, Mike. We are back after a bit of a summer hiatus. Yeah, like an eight-month summer, if you will. I think you're exaggerating just a little bit. All right, seven and a half. So um, we're doing some back-to-back episodes tonight for you. We've got uh, some really fun articles that we've been uh, collecting yeah. over the months and years to right. discuss That's tonight. accurate. Um, uh, so many, like, I don't even know if we can, like, summarize how random these are. Yeah, I mean, it's, like, the best church ever and, like, the worst of churches. It was the cover. best of churches. churches. It, it was, was the, the worst, worst of churches. churches. Other things that happen on Sundays. Right. Um, Football. When to talk to strangers on airplanes. Eh, I don't know, maybe. Yeah, when All not to talk to strangers the time. is more um, accurate. Possibly radioactive vodka. Right, I don't know. right. We've had it infused with everything else. Might as well just do that too. And some other things. I don't don't even want to blow the ending. No. Okay. (laughs) All right. (laughs) This first one, I I really like this. This first topic about um, thoughts and prayers. Mm, Our thoughts and prayers go out to all the victims of yada, yada, yada. Yeah. It's lip service that politicians give us all so that uh, they don't have to do shit and it makes them look like they care. And uh, it makes Wait, it feel it, like people are actually doing something yeah. when they have thoughts and prayers. When people yeah. say thoughts and prayers. I was going to say, I never like, understood, it's like, not just politicians. It's pretty much the majority of yeah. the population Okay, says sure, thoughts yeah. and prayers. The, the majority of the population are guilty, too. Yeah. I'm fine and with that. I never understood, like, when you say thoughts and prayers. Like, the prayers kind of make sense, but, like, sending your thoughts to someone is so stupid. Right. And, like, are like, you really, do you really, like, take time out of the day and be like, I'm going to think about think that about person this? who's suffering. I'm yeah. going to think about it. And then I'll tell them that I was thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. And that will probably make things better. Right. Definitely. I thought well. about it. Well, you have to combine it with prayers. No, you don't. <laughs> it could be just thoughts. It's not thoughts oh. and or prayers. They're in my thoughts. Yeah. Look, your school just got shot up. Think about mm. you. Yep, thinking yeah. about it. Thinking of you. That's a Hallmark about card. It. Yeah. It's basically the Hallmark card of social yeah. media. It is, but it's like not even a complete phrase. So there's a sociologist that calculated how much are those thoughts and prayers actually worth. Oh, shit. Um, these uh, soci- uh, sociologists uh, from uh, Denison University in Ohio um, conducted the study with 436 residents of North Carolina. So not a huge study, but not terribly small. Um, he picked North Carolina as um, after the Hurricane Florence last year. This is what he did. He gave the participants five dollars hmm. in support of their hardship, and then he asked how much money, if any, they were willing to exchange to receive thoughts and prayers from strangers, <laughs> uh, most of whom were recruited over the internet. Oh well, okay, yeah, strangers. Well, it's always some, strangers. Well, well yeah. they were either like priests or less exalted Christians or thoughts from just some random lesser known Christian or something yeah. or other. Never so, an atheist. Well, okay. So the oh. uh, prayers from a priest were worth about $17.17 to the average Christian in need. Per prayer? Or just like send my, send your prayers? One unit of prayers? They- yeah. I don't know how <laughs> yeah. you measure it. Um, They have to really mean it for like five minutes. I don't know. Well, a priest, I feel like, would mean it, maybe. The prayers from less exalted Christians were valued at about $4.36. Okay. And thoughts from just another Christian, just a random Christian, were worth about $3.27. That's not a big difference between like less exalted Mm -hmm. and then random monetarily. Um, 
I just love that they're they're quantifying the value of, of prayer. You know, some people got it's, really pissed off at this study. It's so American. You can't put a price on the. Yeah, yeah you can't actually. It's about yeah, seventeen seven dollars <laughs> yeah. from like when you're best prayer praying folk. But however, atheists and agnostics were averse to thoughts and prayers. On average, they're willing to pay a priest a dollar sixty six to not pray for them. Yeah, I would do that. And they'd even double it. They. On average, the atheists and agnostics would pay $3.54 so that no run-of-the-mill Christian would think about them or pray for them. You, oh, you can pay someone not to think about you. That's an interesting like, thought. Like they, gave, they gave them you five can't. bucks and be like, okay, like, how much would you pay for this Christian to, to pray for you? Like, tell you what, bub, I'll, pay, I'll give you back some of this money you just gave me so that they don't pray for me. How about that? Repeat that. You're, you're having technical difficulties. The thought experiment where you can't tell someone not to think about a pink elephant or like whatever it is. Right. You can't be like, don't think about me. I'll pay you. You know? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Well, it's it's worth the try, I guess. Well, I guess so. So some atheists and agnostics. Um, so yeah, uh, things to think about. If you're, if you're offering your thoughts and prayers, um, agnostics and atheists uh, might not really want your thoughts and prayers, even though you might have good intentions. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess, I mean, you guys, you guys are, would you guys identify as agnostic or just straight up atheist or, or, ju- or just quote unquote spiritual? I, I can be spiritual at times, but that's why I don't like church is because when you go there, you have to be spiritual all the time. It was just for that one hour on Sunday. That's too much time. That's too much consistency, <laughs> you know? So you're like so, a, a serial spiritualist. Yeah, but like non-serial. <laughs> <laughs> like it's not consistent. Serial is random. A serial killer kills random people. But if you serialize something, that's not random. Or a series is not random. Now I've got to think about this. Touche. Thoughts and prayers. <laughs> Thoughts and prayers <laughs> are my definition of serial. Yeah. The serial that starts with an S. Producer Mike, your, your thoughts, prayers on, on, on the on, issue? On everything. I you, I think we discussed this way back on episode one. Most I'm, likely. Oh my God. Not, I can't even remember yeah, that far back. Yeah, it's not very good. <laughs> I wouldn't say I'm, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm not spiritual, but I'm not agnostic. I'm not atheist. I'm not Christian. I just, apathetic. <laughs> An I just apathetic don't, person that doesn't experience anxiety. I just don't. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's right. right. We talked about that last episode. I I don't have like. There could be a god. There might not be a god. Prayer might work. It might not. I don't give a shit. So you're yeah, you're an apathetic agnostic. I, I don't think? know. I mean, I don't know if I'm agnostic because I'm not out there preaching like, well, you know, science says things might not exist, so maybe we should. I, I'm not. No, out that's there. more atheist, I think. Is it because yeah. agnostics seem to wave that flag more these days? Yeah. Yeah. I the thing is, but that's my point. It's just like I don't, I won't wave the agnostic or atheist flag because I'm not going to be that definite about anything. You just don't like to wave flags. I just, I'm sure it's fuck not a Christian or a Catholic or a Muslim <laughs> or anything like that. So you're not I'm a Muslim. Not wow. a Muslim. Marriage over. <laughs> yeah, that's a deal. But I just, I just, I don't know. I don't care. Like, I think at the end of the day. You know, it's not going to affect our lives. Like, I mean, yeah. the think about it, like we, this whole study, your thoughts and prayers and shit like that. Do thoughts and prayers stop the serial killer? Does it stop the natural disasters? Like we send thoughts and prayers every year to 
This, well, to the East Coast over hurricane season, yet every year there's a fucking hurricane. I think the Christians might counter with there's still too many people masturbating. It won't. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm not going to. If, <laughs> if my masturbation causes hurricanes, I'm fucking proud of that. <laughs> You're just going to have to roll with the punches, yeah. East Coast. It's yeah. like that whole if a butterfly <laughs> flaps swings and there's a breeze somewhere. If you masturbate, there's an earthquake. If a middle-aged, <laughs> man, <laughs> Jack, if a middle-aged man jacks his dick, it causes enough airflow to cause a hurricane yeah. on the East Coast. <laughs> Really? Is that how? Is that, that where we're is going? That is how it works. <laughs> there you go. It's the interconnectedness of the world. It's a beautiful thing in its way. Faps and prayers. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> there you go. That's what I said. Oh God. No, a few episodes Terrible. ago we talked about uh, uh, anxiety and and how. Producer Mike doesn't really ever experience anxiety, and like, no, I don't. I think and for, he does. Like, for, he just says he doesn't. Okay. No, 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 no. I, I hold on. I experience stress. Okay. I don't experience anxiety. But do you ever feel anxious? See that I don't know because I don't think I, think I have. No, I don't not, think he does. I guess you would know and if you do. So like now, like I've been this thing in my head, like whenever I get anxious, be like, no. Producer Mike. Well, what producer, well, what producer Mike? Mike? He w- wouldn't yeah, be yeah. anxious about w- this. W W P M D. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Exactly. I'm just like. No, producer Mike wouldn't give a shit, and like it helps kind of kill some of the edge well, of the yeah, anxiety. It's become yeah. your mantra. Yeah, I, I've had I've been in a lot of stressful situations over the past the four years. Yeah, with That's my it? career, and you know, something it's just every day it's gonna every day is just gonna happen regardless of what you're doing to stress out about it. So I don't. Stre- yeah, I do every my day best. will happen. Every morning brings a new degree of anxiety. But that's the thing. <laughs> that's I guess the ticket. That's the, what you I can come to expect. Look, I, I, this sounds like anxiety. I don't know much about anxiety. That's and even true. after our last conversation, I did jack shit to look into it because I don't experience it. Okay. The way I look at it, the way I look at things, and I'm pre- and I'm sure every anxious fucking millennial out there right now screaming at me, who actually listens to this show, um, right? All those millennials uh, listen to us. You know, I'm sure every anybody who has anxiety is listening to me and just like you just don't understand. I'm like, maybe I do understand. It's kind of like with the like you have two Catholics at this table. That's well, ex-Catholics. <laughs> <laughs> you raised, there. You, raised Catholic. You were raised Catholic against it, my will. You know, it was it was it was it was the forced will of God. We know <laughs> it was forced in you. You have these things. You have these guilts. You have like uh, maybe anxiety is something that it's bred into you maybe, through the yeah. actions mm-hmm. of those that had. My parents didn't do those things to me. Yeah, my parents just expected me to take the things that I learned, take the guidance that was given to me and go live my life. They never forced me to believe in like, I didn't have belief systems with consequences in my life and everything. And that could be, and this is just like I said, and this is just an observation, but that could be two out of three of the people here were raised that way. Yeah. Two out of three of the people here. Yeah. Two out of three of the people here experience anxiety. The one person that wasn't raised that way doesn't experience anxiety. Yeah. And my parents were in no shape or form like hippie motherfuckers or anything like that. They didn't teach me peace, love, and all that shit. They expected me to stand on my own two feet and told me to like fucking handle shit. Hippies stand on their own two feet. Yeah, sometimes. They dance Uh, on their own two feet. They dance on their own two feet and then they fall over because they're either drunk on drugs or whatever. Aha, I said it. Fuck it, (laughs) whatever. Um, Okay, well, I... My point is is that every day brings something new. Why are you going to fucking... That's exactly why I'm gonna worry but that's stupid it's always something new and I'm going to the say, unknown well, we know anxiety is stupid we, but yeah that's dumb and especially the thing is is I think after a certain point if you recognize it if you recognize your triggers and we'll use those words mm-hmm. 
if you recognize your trigger and you know it's coming, then don't let it trigger you or yeah. actively right. try not to let it trigger you. It's mm-hmm. not going to be a perfect, you're not going to be able to do it out of the gate. Hmm. I'm but telling you, like this producer Mike mantra, like it's been helping. Well, you're yeah. not married Thank to him, you. so I feel like that might be a, a different <laughs> a different level of power in there. So there, we're going to, we're going to. You're going to have to go through perfect, that stressful shit no matter what. Perfect segue. Well, huh, I wasn't done. No, but you're going to ruin it. It's I the perfect. Segue in a second. I already ruined it, so two gives a this shit. This is why I'm stressed. This, this is, is why perfect, I have anxiety. Perfect segue here because this I'm all ties done. in together. You're never done. You're going to talk about this for the 20 minutes. I waited till I was asked. All right. Fuck you. Nobody asked you. What? <laughs> explain Explain how to deal with anxiety, person who never has it. It's not Go about, ahead. No, it's not about dealing with it's a person who never has it. Maybe I have in the past experienced anxiety. I wouldn't mm. know. But that's the thing. It's like every day I know something might happen that could possibly be catastrophic yeah i'm not going to let it i'm not going to lose my shit over it or stop functioning because of it you still have to function every fucking day yeah so roll with it roll with a punch and punch back okay so if there's one thing one of the three of us knows a lot about and also helps Me? with anxiety. Because I'm God? No. You guys said I <laughs> it was. helps manage anxiety and stress and kind of like, you know, calms you down. Even when mm-hmm. you're at church, it's weed. And mm-hmm. I think we all know who knows about that. Me. No. No. Rena. Me. All right. <laughs> this guy, and he's much older than I would expect, this 74-year-old member of a congregation uh, made cookies for all the churchgoers. And it was a very nice gesture. Um, and then uh, I guess the people who ate them, this was in Indiana, by the way, in a Catholic church, yes. unsurprisingly, people who <laughs> ate them turned, it turned out they were complaining of like stomach pains and things. They thought the cookies were like oddly salty and they're like, these taste weird, but let's keep eating them. And then <laughs> it was later discovered that the, <laughs> the cookies were laced with THC. So pot cookies. Yeah. Several congregants aged 12 to 70 ended up in the local ER um, from these cookies, basically. And the guy who was referred to as Mr. Jones, the one who made the cookies, uh, was charged with lacing them with THC and police obtained a warrant, searched his house. And then they basically found an orange pill bottle um, full of a brown oily substance that tested positive for marijuana. What state is this? This is Indiana. Indiana. Now, the part I like the best about this article is Father Daniel Mahan was interviewed <laughs> of the church, and he says, quote, we are praying for everyone involved. They're even praying. Even the cookies. For, <laughs> even for Mr. Jones. Yeah, right. Even Mr. Jones. <laughs> Sinners need the most prayers. Uh, but that's, isn't that kind of their thing? It's just like, oh, everybody was just tricked into sinning or so to yeah, speak. Well, so that's why we're praying for them. Kind but, of, but particularly in women light, but in are that, responsible for sinning. But in that in right. that in that in that social group, doesn't that make sense to be praying? Like at that it point, does it does sense. make sense for him to be praying in that social group. In that in, in that but in I like that how construct. I like how they prayed, but they also were like arrest this guy. Like okay, you know. I think it's pretty funny. It's like drink this blood, drink this wine. It is my blood. Right, laced eat with this Jesus. Body, <laughs> eat this bread. It is my body. Eat these cookies. They'll get you stoned. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, just like evening everything out. Everyone loves a good cookie after church. You guys, have you ever had an edible? No. No. Yes. Mike? Have you ever had like, I mean like edibles like... uh, Back in the day before you and I were married, I did lots of rad shit. When he was a young god. (laughs) Wow. So 
if, if you've never had an edible, it, it, it doesn't hit you like normal smoking a joint or smoking a bowl. It takes a minute too. It, t- it takes about an hour. And so yeah. all of a sudden you just kind of feel stone. It's much more of a, a body high. You get, um, Oh, it's a little inebriated. This usually goes one of two ways. These either it gets you like a little stoned. You're like, Oh, yeah. I could have gotten way more stoned or the washing machine. floors you. you and you're like, <laughs> so, the yeah. room is spinning and there's just like no way you could like, do anything of importance. Let me ask your expert opinion here. So they, they say in this article that the guy laced the cookies with hash oil. That's what yeah. was in these pill bottles. Mm-hmm. Also reading between the lines, it seems like all of these people had several cookies, not yeah. just one. You so know, what and do you like think the, about that? And the, well, the thing is most, most stoners make their, their desserts laced with a uh, pot way too strong. So you're like, oh, okay, like a cookie, like I'll eat a cookie or maybe two cookies. But like they they you make it way too strong where it's like yeah. a single bite would get you like hammered and it's yeah. like yeah. there's four bites to this cookie and like who wants to eat just a bite of a cookie? That's my biggest pet peeve with edibles is they make yeah. them way too strong. It's like me like my cheese thing like oh I made like really really strong pot <laughs> cookies or pot brownies. They should just make bite sized things then if they're gonna do that. And it right. doesn't make any sense because it costs so fucking much to do. Yeah, it's well, just like yeah, it's not I cost eat, effective. I want to eat a cookie and like if it gets me mildly stoned, cool. Yeah. If I want to get stoned off an edible, like let me eat like two cookies or like a whole piece of cake. Not like a single bite is gonna fucking floor me. I think the other problem with this article too is that I'm sure the people who ate these cookies unknowingly had never had pot before in any uh, form. I don't know. I mean, no, I'm pretty sure. Catholics smoke pot just as much as No, Indian. I know that they're like allowed to, but I feel like... <laughs> are they allowed mean? to? I don't yeah. know if they're like allowed well, to, but I mean, they do not, things they're not allowed to They're do allowed anyway. to drink. Yeah. I mean like... It's not like they're Mormons. Almost, I mean like almost all Catholic women use birth control even though they're not supposed to. Yeah. yeah. Well... Right? So I mean like, you know... So... If you lace your birth control with THC, what you're saying is <laughs> <laughs> two birds with one stone. Yeah. Um, and you know, like I, it's, it's morally wrong to like, you know, drug people, but yeah, I mean, that was it, weird. It, it's, it's pretty funny that he, he got a bunch I of mean, like churchgoers yeah. stoned off cruise. Cause I mean, it, I mean, it is safe. I yeah. Mean, like they're not going to overdose. Well, it might've been scary for some of them though. And that's, you know, but they had cool. stomach pains. Do you think it was because he made the cookies wrong, like outside the THC? Yeah, maybe he the like raw, didn't bake the raw them long eggs. Enough. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> who, who knows? There's like all kinds of problems. But there. still, I, I I do find a little bit of humor in it, that he got a bunch of uh, churchgoers yeah. stoned and and he was seventy four. <laughs> like what the fuck, <laughs> you know? Maybe he accidentally, you know, brought the cookies that were laced and. Who knows? He was like, let me, let me put he, my joint ache medicine in these cookies. Like, well, maybe he had some, like some, uh, regular cookies and some of the special cookies and he brought the special oh. cookies on accident. Mm-mm. Who knows? Anyways. Wow, dude. And yeah. like a 12 year old, I mean, I'm sure the 12 year old probably hasn't smoked weed. Yeah. And the like, 12 year old probably felt it the most. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. first time ever. Also, they right? ate the most cookies. So. If you're 70 years old, like, you know, what it's like to be fucked up. You're like, okay, I'm fucked up. <laughs> Do you? Cause you're 70. Yeah. Or I mean, you've experienced you, things. Yeah. Cause you're 70 years old. You've, you've experienced fucked you're up constantly states of consciousness. Fucked up at that point. By that point. Yeah. So anyways. Oh, yeah, well that sounds like a crazy Sunday experience. You just go to church, think that you're doing the right thing and then you end up in the ER with stomach pains. <laughs> but, you know, most people who went to church regularly, their favorite thing to do after it was either go get the donuts at the like little church reception place mm-hmm. or go home and watch football. Mm-hmm. And I never enjoyed that second one. 
but that's mostly because I think the game is boring and I look (laughs) if you think you're angry now just wait until I read this headline Mm -hmm. Um, if I went to one in person it might be more exciting because you know everyone's worked up and there's the atmosphere and like you get to have the snacks and whatnot but there are some people well that's what I would go for is the food (laughs) the THC cookies there are some people who go there and it's too loud for them it's too overwhelming and those people in particular are ones with sensory needs. Oh, this is going to be great. So uh, <laughs> certain teams in the NFL have made these sort of like I hate this fucking sensory, world. Uh, I don't know, considerate little rooms for fans with sensory needs to take a timeout, quote, when the game gets too stimulating you know, and loud. We didn't. So here we go. This is what I was no, waiting for. Hold on. No, 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 no Mike. No, one what? in six people in the U.S. have a sensory need. Oh. No, one in six people in the U.S. is full of fucking shit. <laughs> here we go. So remember how you were like annoyed that football was changing? Yes. And this is part this of is it. one more lace <laughs> this in is the part of it. Look, dude. All right. Fuck. <laughs> you know. Get on your soapbox. Literally, ah. why I picked this. Uh, you know, what, growing up, you Mike, know, you need a sensory timeout. No, I need to punch a motherfucker in the face who's in that room. Well, the NFL is the wrong place for that. No, like here's the thing. This is like, look, you little fuck who needs a little room. Have a THC cookie. I I want From one, Mr. Right Jones. <laughs> Those are in the sensory room too. You know, well, I'm saying to the sensory people, they should have a THC. Uh, first off, out of nowhere, it seems like all these people have all these issues. Out of fucking nowhere. Well, it's out, not of out of fucking nowhere. nowhere. Yeah, it's out of fucking nowhere. Their parents nowhere. are taking weird ass drugs. No, it's basically, it's basically <laughs> you know, like, like I, I, there is this weird, like, and I'm going to say it and someone's going to get mad about it. Oh, I don't give no. a flying fuck. Yeah, but people this, were totally cool with what we were saying before this. There's this weird pussification of society that is going on right now. Sure, I'm sure there's a feminist or two out there that's mad at what I just said. Mm. Fucking deal with it. There's a room for it. Go inside. (laughs) Oh. Look. Uh Uh-oh. Like, everybody is... Gonna edit this podcast. No, we're not. Fuck that. Everybody is acting like such a goddamn woman. You need a sensory overload chamber because you went to fucking a football game. Well, here's dude. my problem with this. Oh, Just let me let, 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 let me add one, one fact in here before you continue your rant, which yeah. is Go ahead it's and, not everyone who needs this room. It's a. one in thick. Like Reno said, <laughs> sensory need is different than just someone who's like, ah, oh, it's so loud. I like, you know, like regular people who are like, this is too loud. I'm going to cover my ears. This is people who like can't regulate their own systems and they, they can't figure out like Such if it's bright, like, it's cover your eyes. They can't kid, do that. Kid, kids on the autism special, like you go as a family, you bring your autistic kid or someone with Down yeah. syndrome or PTSD. I'm not trying my, to talk shit about My automatic reaction autism. is still to be like, well then don't bring them. But it's like, like, how do you do that as a family? Be like, all right, Jimmy, you're staying home because you have autism. Or guess what? Yeah. You have autism. You have an autistic kid. I guess you don't get to have fun. I don't know. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah. sorry. Definitely. Yeah. No fun for well, any of like, you. Like, look, Extended family, cousins, all you stay home. At, at this point, you have to look at the fact. It's just like, look, it sucks. You had a child that experiences these things. I get that. That sucks. Yeah. Why would you bring him to a fucking football game? I don't know. So it's one thing to to like bring him to a movie, you know, because it's like kids like movies, whatever. 
movie have theaters it, have like sensory screenings now where they're like, we're not going to have sound or we're not going to have like no sound during gonna, a movie. I don't know some shit. We're <laughs> not going to like turn the speakers up or like whatever a regular movie going experiences. They tone it down. So it's like not as overwhelming. Yeah. You can't do that at a football game. You yeah. want to know why? Because it's football. A lot of people go because they like the loudness and the excitement, just like a lot yeah. of people go. And the difference here is that like movie theaters have sensory screenings where it's like, this special show is for people who need this. Yeah, special. NFL, apparently, it's like, it's the regular game. And then these kids who happen to be there are like, okay, now you go into the separate room and take a timeout. I kind of like this better, though, because they're not changing the entire game for the kids or the autistic, whatever. I, right, they're, they're, they're giving they're a space like, for, this. yeah, like, yeah. so like... So now it's not ruining all the other people's good. Because now the kids aren't throwing a fit in their temperature or stemming. Yeah. Like you'd be like, okay, take your kid to the sensory room. Right. There's just like a stall in the bathroom. <laughs> fine. You don't know. Fine. If it's somehow things separate away from everything else that's rad in separate, life. Separate but not equal. Separate, separate but, equal. but equal. I don't yeah. care at this point. I really I, don't. Separate because sensory deprivation. Let me, can, I I, can I tell you which teams are doing this? Because I really wanted to get to this part. Okay. It so better not be my team. A growing number of teams are including team. sensory inclusive spaces within <laughs> their arenas. Okay. I'm assuming this is like the home arena. Mm-hmm. The Philadelphia Eagles, the Seattle yeah, Seahawks, the Eagles. and the Minnesota Vikings have all opened rooms uh, like this. I can't wait to tell Those my daddy's a Vikings so fan. Yeah. Uh, or did a, I miss one? Uh, Those are the here. ones I saw. There's also the Broncos. Oh no. The Giants. Oh god. The Jets, and the Steelers oh. are accommodating fans with special needs by offering toolkits with noise canceling headphones and sensory toys known Ooh. as fidget tools. Oh right. If there was one thing we need more of, it's kids with fidget spinners in the stands of an NFL game. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. It <laughs> look. And this is, again, I've already pissed off the feminists, so I'll piss off everybody else who has this going on in their life. They don't belong in these kind of scenarios, okay? And I'm not just saying that because I want to be this exclusionary douchebag. I mean, mm-hmm. okay. Look, look. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I, I actually agree with Mike, but I'm playing devil's advocate here. Yeah, here's so the I thing. guess in this case I'm playing God's advocate. You, you could set up your little gas chamber for him and all that other bullshit. Okay, <laughs> I don't know if that's what the Philadelphia Eagles are chambers, trying to. Jesus. They're not. They're not like if you need a timeout, just a quiet room for eternity. You know, whatever. I'm sure it feels like a gas chamber for the parent that has to deal with this. I don't shit. know if the parent has to be there. They probably are like supervised. <laughs> Reno.exe has stopped working. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, you know, I'm being insensitive here and fine. I'm just well, going to have to roll with it at this well, point. But in, okay. let's face it. At certain points, you, ha- you if, let's say it's for kids, right? It's basically for kids yeah. and autistic Mostly, people. Well, like, yeah, because I think when you're a kid, you are less able to deal with all these things than an adult on the spectrum. Maybe. So as a parent why the fuck are you taking them to one of the most rowdiest things that could happen because these parents are entitled to do whatever other parents do and they will not be stopped that's okay, why but because that's the attitude a lot of the time and it's like that's you know a bad what? Maybe attitude you should just stay the fuck because home parenthood all of parenthood is supposed to be about sacrifice well i don't know if that's true yeah actually it is <laughs> well yeah, that's, that's why i don't have kids yeah that's why i don't have kids i'm not yeah. gonna make that sacrifice i'm not gonna go to an nfl game and sit in the corner yeah <laughs> or in a chamber uh, <laughs> okay <laughs> Look, they need less fucking closets for special people and more common sense. And the common sense says, don't, if this person can't handle these yeah. kind of things, they don't put them in that scenario. I just don't get why you can't be like, let's watch that home on TV. 
And like, here's the thing. This like isn't a person that's going people. to quote unquote get used to it. Like how I was telling people with anxiety, yeah. kind of if you recognize your trigger, maybe you should try to actively fight it. This isn't like if you're on the spectrum, you're not just going to get used to it. This is how you're programmed. That's it. Period. Yeah. You're done. That's it. There's no reprogramming here, from what my knowledge is of well, autism and everything part, like that. Some, a lot of the theories are like with behavioral therapy, you literally can reprogram to a certain extent and get them to like have coping mechanisms for all these things. But, you know. but, but an Eagles game is not yeah, probably just, part of like the, the game. Yeah, plan that's like yeah. the last course in that's like loading, lifelong study. That's like loading up Doom on your PC and going all the way down to nightmare level. And trying yeah, to start there that is what it's when like. you've never played it before. That's a terrible okay. fucking idea. It's All like, right. why would you do this to right. this person? All right. Perfect I w- analogy. Okay. I will, <laughs> I will say in this article, it also mentions like this, this one like leader of this group that's advocating for this stuff. Yeah, there's always one. Okay, just listen. Has a kid. And at one point, this I'm kid. I'm sure they do. This kid like could go to a basketball game for like five minutes and the family would have to like go home and that it was all wasted evening, whatever. And now that the NBA has also added these sensory break kind of rooms, the kid can apparently stick it out for a whole game and like only needs to go to the room at the end to decompress. So it's possible, I guess. How do we go from five minutes to the end of the game? You know how long been a basketball over time. game goes? Basketball is not as long as football. They're football about, yeah, is interminable. Yeah, it's, about two hours, it's like, dude. oh, the they're, ball moved. Everyone stopped for five minutes. Like, I <laughs> fucking hate that shit. You know? God. So you just hate football. Yeah, I hate football. I would rather be in the sensory room than watching the game. See, football is like the... At least there's toys the, in there. Football used to be one of the best things ever. Mm, and then all these rules and regulations and people who didn't play football well, started yeah, having a voice in football. And that's the biggest problem. Like all these specialized helmets and now you can't hit players or all of a sudden you're getting fined a quarter of a million dollars in a game because you hit a quarterback a little too hard. It's all bullshit maybe now. Maybe the quarterback can go to the sensory room and recover. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> that's where we're going. It's just a bunch of fucking... Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> okay, well, now that you're Look, all riled up, Mike, so I'm we're going to... done. You over-talked everything yeah, I we're said We're Article 3, it Jesus. Like someone needs a little time out. Sit down and regulate. I don't need to go sit in the closet. Well, I'm going to get on my... This is the thing. <laughs> These people who are bringing someone who obviously... These I'm sorry. They motherfuckers. Just, they don't belong there. Yeah. This, you don't... Like, why would you do it? I know, and like the article... You're like, hey, I'm going to pay money to trigger my autistic kid. Well, maybe the parents are secretly resentful. The article, what a dickheaded the article thing to mentions, do. like, I'm just picturing a regular football game, but like a lot of times, especially with big ones, there's a whole halftime show with like fireworks and shit. And the article mentions that. And like, that would be a lot for kids to be like, you know, literally anywhere with fireworks. Why are you taking them? I don't know. I don't know how they do like 4th of July plus, or like anything. Let's face it, dude. Football games are like borderline paid for anarchy. Yeah, that's like, true. <laughs> with all the fucking fights and everything that happened in the stands, why would you take someone that needs all this shit? Well, like, hey, this yeah. sounds like a great family outing. All these guys over here in jerseys are drunk as fuck and beating the shit out of each other. Don't worry, Jimmy. There's a room we can sit because in. Because a lot of people feel that like all this, all these different, uh, I don't know, issues that people have shouldn't preclude them from like jumping into society and doing everything everyone else does except they want to have their special areas to do it their own way yeah I'm that's sorry. the common theme look i'm not gonna no. look if the if the owners of the stadiums want to build a bunch of little chambers for people to go have timeouts in stop calling them chambers <laughs> 
You know what? I, whatever. It's their money to do whatever the fuck they want. I guess so. Yeah. But the people who are leading this, like the person, like I used to take Jimmy to now, basketball here's games, what's, here's and what's, he couldn't last five minutes, and then the whole family was bombed. Here's what's really oh. gonna kill you. Let's clean you out think, the janitor closet. Now, listen, and put padding on the walls. Here's what's gonna really kill you. Now, I would imagine it costs extra money to build these rooms and have these resources in them and possibly have a supervisor or whatever. Who do you think might be paying extra in ticket prices to pay for all this shit? Do you think it's just the people who use the sensory no, rooms? No, it's all the other it's the people. the overall ticket price? Yeah, the overall ticket price that goes up every fucking season. So what I'm saying is if you ever go to an NFL game where like one of these teams in one of these arenas has this stuff, you should take advantage of the sensory room because you're paying for it. I should just go in there and start doing every trigger possible. I knew he was going to say that and that's why <laughs> I set him up for that. Him. Like, hey, I'm paying to be a dick and just go in there with like a cowbell and just start screaming at the top yeah. of my loud lungs. <laughs> yeah. Trying to trigger every person there. They run back to the NFL game. They're like, no, we'll take this. We don't care. Yeah. Well, Mike, it sounds like you could use a little bit of cheering up after that rant just now. Uh, look, I'm just I'm done with everybody sticking their nose in in football right now. Okay. People well, outside of football have ruined football. People who have no business in football have ruined football. The refing is stupid. The cheerleading still refing? Is, yeah, the cheer yeah, cheerleading the cheerleading is cool, fucking stupid now. The fucking the the, the What did you say cheerleading is pretty cool? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Why? Because it's like acro yoga. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it is actually. Yeah. Oh. Throwing throwing people up in the air, catching people up in the air, doing tricks on top of people. It's, the, it's fucking cool. Look, it's, it's high caliber there's, sports. There's so many You're things. You're not gonna convince me. Have gone and also I'll like always hate look at like all the new fucking like rules and the fines that peak players get. Look back like. Like I love watching footage of games before 1990. People I love watching concussions. Yeah, dude. people's ankle bones they shattered out of their skin. Well, they knew what they were going in store for. No, they didn't. No. That was yes, the whole they point. That's why all these lawsuits happened and all this regulation no, started going up because they took these happened. fucking 18 year olds. The lawsuit like, happened because these fucking dollars, and they were like, sure, and they got a concussion and they're complete. This they is were bullshit. not able to work anymore bullshit. ever again. These lawsuits happened because a bunch of well-paid athletes had buyer's remorse. Look, yeah. you go into this game. This game has never been hand-holding, be nice to each other. Your goal as a fucking on the defensive line is to murder the fucking quarterback. Okay, do you think like the kids they recruited from high school had a real understanding of what they were signing up they for? They did it their whole entire Your lives up until that point. brain isn't fully formed until you're like 22. With the yeah, they're not really fully formed after you've been doing football since you've been 13. Well, that's true. Yeah. And right. here's no the thing. For you then. These people are paid handsomely to put their bodies ruin, on their line. Yeah. They could say no and be a gym coach. You know who we should pay like NFL players? The military. Sure. I wholeheartedly agree until then. But as long as they people, have sensory rooms so they can take a break. These people the are paid handsomely. I don't give a fuck about your concussion. You're making $3 million a year. Shut yeah, the fuck no up. Money is put your helmet your on and throw the fucking pigskin around. <laughs> really sounds like now you could use some cheering up maybe i'd like to remind you that we're only on the fourth article and we want to record two episodes tonight so <laughs> yes mother in that well i'm just saying if you want to get through this moving on maybe oh i, get, I like how you guys just get to decide maybe when it's over you yeah. should talk to a stranger how many episodes is this 80 something yeah fuck this all right 
Look at you, so you anyways, rude fuck. Reno randomly he's stretching his leg because you ranted for so long. All right. This fancy fold-out table here. Why are you putting yeah, your yeah. foot away? On my art table. Are you trying to tickle my foot? I am trying to tickle your foot. It's sensory overload for me. That is a chamber. That. I got a bathroom. You want to go in there for a minute? That's, this is all creepy. Okay. All right, anyways. Yeah. Um, you should try just talking to the people at the game, Mike. That might that might cheer you up because when you when you chat with with strangers, it it actually makes you happier. But people have the tendency when you're in a public space to like avoid eye contact, to avoid talking to people. We keep it really s- small, short, you know, short, small talk. And you know, you ride. Um, you guys don't ride the bus or. Sacramento doesn't really have a subway. Well, but, I go in elevators a lot, like where elevators. I work. So it's good. But I mean, example. like, we you going to strike up like a 10 second conversation? Like, that doesn't really count. But like, yes, that's the perfect amount of time. When you're at a at a coffee shop or mm. just out and about, or even just, you know, talk to like a cashier. Like, I mean, I talk to them. I say, like, how are you? And if do you they, go out of your way to like say hi to people or do you, well, or you like, wait for them to initiate define the conversation? People. Like, define pe- people. People's dogs? Hey, yes. Clinton, define is. <laughs> okay, look. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, I, I'm going to argue with part of this article and say, I wonder if it's talking to strangers that makes us happy or just talking to people. You know what I mean? I don't think it's the stranger component so much as like we're social creatures. And so if we're in an area, of strangers, we're less likely to want to talk to them or have a mm-hmm. reason to because we don't know them. But mm-hmm. I don't think it's like because they're strangers that makes you happy. I think it's just the socialization makes you happy. I think avoiding conversation makes, makes you, you less happy or like it's there's I'm just a sense of like alienation. I think I a lot of people are despite, you know, having all social media and everything like a lot of people are alienated. A lot yeah. of people experience depression, but it's just, just having like a five minute chat with random people with people you bump into or people sitting next to you at the, at the coffee shop or whatever. Yeah. It can really make your day. And like, sometimes you can talk to a stranger and you can like, you can tell them like personal stuff, like deep stuff. Cause like, you're not going to see them again. So you can kind of like get into some stuff like, yeah, you know, about work or about your relationships or about personal problems that you might not want to tell like close friends. Cause you know, yeah, but I, I you think you don't want them all up in your business, mm-hmm. but you can, you can kind of open up to people. Mm-hmm. You can, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, think this I is, hate a lot of people, right? A lot well, of people are know. fucking this, garbage. You're not convincing me of that with this argument. But there's still a lot of rad people out there, but yeah. we never take the chance just to say hi to them. Or I, I think like where we live now, I really like the town that we live now and our neighbors and everything. And I will go out of my way to talk to them or like literally anyone I pass in this area. Yeah. When I'm at work in Sacramento, I'm like, no, fuck everything. I hate it here. And I am determined to be miserable because I know it sucks. And yeah, that's but that's your own it. personal like bias mm-hmm. though. I know, but I'm saying I'm not against talking to strangers. It's just, I know where I hated Sacramento. Sacramento. I know where I care about making connections. And like that's you, not Sacramento. you've never liked Sacramento. I know. Yeah. Yeah, so that's your own personal bias. It's not necessarily talking to people. You just don't I'm like that city. I'm not saying it's it's not a personal bias. I'm just saying He's I'm saying not saying in general, like in any place. Yeah, but I think Reno is like a special kind of person who can talk uh-huh. to anyone anywhere. Yeah, uh-huh. it's not a compliment. I'm special. Yeah, but <laughs> you know, I, you enjoy <laughs> meeting new people. I don't. I don't know. I'm pretty introverted. <laughs> There's a chamber for that. I'm pretty shy and introverted. That's not what any of this conversation has indicated. No, but I mean. Um, Okay, well, here, one and, of my favorite things to do is go to Burning Man and one of the, yeah, one of the greatest things the about Burning Man is just talking else. to strangers like talking to the yeah. people there like the people there are fucking awesome it, and that's part of the biggest 
draw or the biggest joy I get from that is not from partying super hard in the middle of the desert. There's rad stuff going on, but just like striking up conversations with random people there is awesome because there's just incredibly interesting, intelligent, hilarious people. And if you, I don't know, if you just take the chance to to chat with people, Mm. a lot of people are cooler and have something interesting to say. Aren't you on a lot of drugs when you go there? No. Not yet at the beginning. Cause I feel like you might be influenced by no. that. Be like, this is such a great experience. And it's just like some guy in a corner staring at his shoes or something. No. Okay. <laughs> no. Can everyone answer this question for a second? So no. in, in this article, <laughs> the scenario is like you get into an elevator, the doors close behind you. There's like one other person in the elevator. Um, and there's like a silence and the room kind of grows uncomfortable from it. What do you do? A, stare at your shoes. B, pull out your cell phone. C, make brief eye contact. D, initiate chit chat. Mine is a, a fifth option. Yeah, mine's a fifth option too. My, so I tend to like look up at the ceiling and daydream. Okay. Daydreaming from time to time is good. I do that constantly when I'm driving, you know. Mike, what was your fifth option? I don't like it. Stare at your shoes. Like that's just, that's a bitch-ass move I'm sorry <laughs> like, just, nah dude if you're in if you're in like elevator, what the NFL would do like you're that's, that's the type of person that gets mugged I wouldn't do that well we're, we're not talking about we're talking about like an elevator I pictured like one where you work or something not yeah, like doesn't matter. some shady parking garage in New York City I don't yeah. here's the thing I don't really like talking to people okay they, I don't know if you've noticed no I did over notice, the 80 yeah. something episodes <laughs> not the most social I mean I'm not anti-social but I definitely not looking for it yeah um, you're not burning man social yeah I'm not <laughs> if I went to Burning Man I would probably just like watch I would people watch yeah. I wouldn't avoid yeah. but I definitely wouldn't try to engage I like people watching yeah, yeah. so I'm not anti-social but I'm not social and I, when I get into elevators usually I'm in there from the first floor up or whatever and someone gets in after me and I'll look at them and be like floor that's it. I was just saying. Oh, because like, you like to mm-hmm. take control and dominate yeah, I just situations. Say floor, and people like oh, usually, and That's they why. are. And the thing is, is they do act that the feebly. They're just like oh, the, the, three. Yeah. So I press three no, and I just stand whenever there. no. Whenever I get in an elevator, especially at work, and someone is like floor, I reach over and I push the one I want. You don't have to fucking tell well, me. I don't have to maybe go through you to push. The maybe button. you're on the other side of the fucking thing, and someone's just trying to be nice. No. Yeah. Maybe I'll he's like, just oh, trying to be nice. I got it, and then I'll reach over yeah. and push it because well, I don't too. play that game. Yeah, yeah that's fine too. Fine, whatever. But yeah, it's not like about if it was like someone I knew. I wouldn't All right, do from my point of view, it's not a fucking game. It's logistics. I'm standing in front no. of the buttons. It's everything's a game. If you, I can let me push the button. If you, if you put that much thought into it, that's your own headache. I'm sorry. Well, um, but like I said. Usually I'm standing in front of the buttons and I go floor yeah. and they tell me that and I just press the button. I just do my thing after that. Particularly where I work, there's a lot of like people trying to sort of overpower other people and I don't like to play that game. Yeah. You know, places where I don't want to talk to strangers is on an airplane. Like, Why? Cause you're, cause you're stuck. You, you can't, you're, you're stuck next to this person. There's no way out. You're stuck next to this person for the next two hours, three hours, four hours, five hours. If I'm in an elevator, I'm with this person for another 10 seconds. If I'm at a coffee shop, I can get up and leave. I can go to the bathroom. I can just ignore them. If you're on an airplane, they're right. You can go to the bathroom on an airplane unless you're taking off or landing. And then go right back to sitting next to them for the next five hours or whatever. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. You know, I, you don't you don't want to be stuck talking to an annoying ass person. So like, why don't you I, just? I think put most your... people just try and keep the the chit chat to a bare minimum. But there's always that chit chatty so, motherfucker that just tries to chat up a storm, yeah. and you try to like, you got the headphones on, you got a book out. Like clearly, you're not trying to strike up a conversation. You know what it is them. though, because like in an airplane, you could die, and an, I guess you could in an elevator too. Maybe a coffee shop, maybe, but you know, like an elevator or an airplane. I mean, you could die, and so maybe that makes everyone a little bit less like these people are strangers like there's this weird like heightened and like artificial intimacy that a bunch of people kind of like on a bus or a subway where you're like in this enclosed space and something could go wrong and everyone knows it you know Rena, i want to point out something that's personal just to you Mm -hmm. you have a very open personality whether you want to admit it or not yeah hmm like you come (laughs) you come across being open Uh uh-huh to people like oh not saying open like as in your sharing but open as in your welcoming yeah and whether your your body language number one i do have my legs spread yeah you're kind (laughs) of like you're sitting there you have a very there you go i don't don't want to say laid back in a negative way because a lot of people will think that that means you're lazy or something but you have a very laid back you have a very calming i'm pretty lazy you have a very (laughs) you have a very calming demeanor about you which makes you yeah. come across as welcoming. I'm not saying that you are because I get you. I fucking hate it too. No, yeah, I get you. I'm not like uh, a frightening... You don't come across... ...abrasive person. But, and, and multiple people say, when I'm in public, I come across relatively abrasive. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. come across... I don't come across closed, but I come across as, this is going to be very quick if you're talking to me. Yeah. Like we're going to have a three-word conversation. You're going to leave me alone. Sometimes I want to come across that way. It's easy. You can. <laughs> you just, just have to be a dick. Stop being so like yoga e. That's hard for me to be a dick to people. Yeah. See, there's a, but that's part of your problem because the I chatty love mother. I doing that to people. See, the chatty motherfucker. <laughs> Look at the whole elevator example. I'm like, no, I'll push my own goddamn button. The you chatty know? motherfucker in the airplane mm-hmm. isn't picking up on you not wanting to be a part of that conversation because you're not giving off the right vibe. Mm -hmm. I've been on multiple planes all year long. I don't have this problem because it's shut off the second that I walk in. Yeah. But you also have less interesting, stimulating, stimulating, gratifying conversations that I I get to enjoy. Another problem might be... don't seem to enjoy them, though. (laughs) Yeah, well, sometimes he does. Not on the airplane. Like, like, on the airplane, you know, I mean, if they're really, really cool people, I don't remember the last time I met a really cool person on the airplane. Wow. One time. One time in all my flying, I met someone cool. The other problem is that you've got the Mohawk, which I feel like a lot of people think is a conversation starter. You know, like you have like a more unique appearance than your average person. Like if anyone has anything that's unique about them, the chatty person is going to be like, oh, I see you have a something, something. Let's talk about it. Yeah. You know, that's true. Um, but okay. So this, this article is talking about weird behavior in airplanes and like emotional behavior. And I never noticed this, but Nina, did you say you, you kind of privy to this? Like Mm. people are more likely to to cry I've heard people say that yeah people are more likely to cry when they watch movies on airplanes Mm -hmm. when they versus when they watch the movie like at sea level yeah like (laughs) I've never heard of this I haven't heard either the same movie yeah um, or like how people like different kinds of drinks when they're on the airplane than when they're not in the airplane um I don't know. It's, it's, it seems a little, it seems like a bit of a stretch, but it is one of the theories no, it's is not it one is. of the theories is that, um, because the air pressure is lower that people experience hypoxia, 
which means they're just um, more prone to being emotional. Mm-hmm. But like um, more than that one, I like the explanation that's just like flying takes away everybody's sense of control. That makes more sense to me. People just become like overwrought assholes or like emotional wrecks or kind of weepy because they're like, oh God, we could all die and there's nothing I can do about it. I don't know. At least I feel, if you're driving a car, you could kind of have a sense of control. The if sen- what, the oh sti- no, like, okay, when I'm statistics. in a car, when I'm driving down the freeway, I see 30 other like shit drivers driving vehicles that could kill me. And like, I'm in control of my vehicle. Yeah, but there's 70 other vehicles on the road and they're all worse drivers than I am. But you have an illusion Uh, of control when you're holding the steering wheel versus just a passenger on a plane. Yeah, but the chaos, like it, it, it's that whole. You guys entire, are too logical for this. That's why you find it, it, it hard to believe. It's that whole entire Ian Malcolm. Because <laughs> you're not a, emotional and you're too logical, and so you guys are like, "What? No one could ever have these problems well, on a plane." I'm, the Vulcan and me arguing against this. It's not that. It's just the thing is, is if people would look at the statistical numbers, like what? Well, well, the statistical number of actual plane accidents is lower than driving. This is exactly yeah. what I said. Yeah. When you're like, "Well, let me we break out statistics." When your your default is to go to statistics, you're never going to understand understand how someone can be overly emotional. I'm just going to say that. Yeah, but that overly emotional dickweed is the person that's swerving all over the freeway causing an accident. No, I'm talking about the planes. Okay. Like in a plane. I know, I get that. You've but never they're, been but overly emotional. The most emotional on. you've been is when I said that NFL story about the <laughs> <laughs> sensory rooms. Yeah. So imagine that outrage but on I, a plane. I, I don't feel like I've noticed people being like super emotional or like... You know, yeah, but you said you try to avoid people on planes. Like you don't. I, I don't want to them. strike up conversations with my my seat neighbor. Yeah. I don't strike conversations with my neighbor neighbors really. Yeah. I, you know. Anyways. Um, <laughs> what that conversation. Conversation. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. Speaking of talking, um, we're done. Yeah. Uh, and then there's this thing about like people liking different kinds of drinks in yeah. airplanes. Like I don't I get that. Tomato juice is a really commonly requested drink while on an airplane, which is not true well, on because land. They, I think they do Bloody Marys on oh, planes maybe a that's lot. Why like they had that they available when I flew just the other I've week. I've never to had Atlanta. a Bloody Mary. I think one time we should podcast at brunch in a restaurant somehow oh God, with Bloody Marys. Yes. No. Do you not like tomato juice? No, not what really. What kind of like vegetarian person it's, are you? I drink V8 all the time. I mean, yeah. tomato is fine, but like uh, just drinking straight tomato juice, it's like, Kay. no. What there, if you had a fresh squeezed tomato <laughs> juice yeah. glass? Okay. There's you like ketchup this. vodka. No, that, that sounds great. And then mm. make it a spicy drink. Like, no, there's wait, spicy. Wait, like you alcohol? say there's vodka? There's usually the like, a, there's like a <laughs> stick of celery in it too. Yeah. Yeah. Like celery, one of the worst vegetables ever. No, it's like, not. Celery is great. Especially you know, when like you put celery? peanut. Yes. What's your favorite vegetable? Especially when you put peanut butter oh, on God. it. It's fucking amazing. So imagine like, a Bloody Mary with a celery stick with peanut butter. No, in it. that's no, not no. like oh, peanut sal- butter in your drink. <laughs> no, like, like the, I'm salivating is, right this now. Is, this the, is Reno's NFL article right here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Like, Bloody Mary. The tomato juice. There's in a chamber a drink, for like this. Like the clamatos. Like no. Okay. Wait a second. Wait. Don't say anything and interrupt me. Do you remember that game that people would play, or did you ever hear about it at sleepovers, where you stand in front of the mirror, you turn off the lights, and you say Bloody Mary, bloody Mary, three yeah. times, and then like this ghost of lady will appear. Mm. So for you, instead of the ghost of a lady, would it be a bloody Mary beverage? And you're like, no, God, anything. Yeah, but that. and it'd be shoved down my throat. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah that'd be awful. Yeah, it's no, yeah. To make that point. It's like <laughs> alcoholic drinks. There's some things that like just don't go well mixed together. Like, you know, like it's subjective, bro. 
uh, I don't know, like some, some ingredients don't go well together, like chocolate and ketchup. You Ooh, can like both things. That sounds good. But like you don't put ketchup <laughs> on your You're currently drinking beer mixed with blackberries. Yeah. I just want to point out weird a, things going together. It's a sour beer. Yeah. And it's delicious. Yeah. It pro- I, other okay. people would not agree. Uh, d- There's right, people right. out there that are going to say, why the fuck are you putting fruit in my beer? Yeah. Because it, it's, well, it's great. It's, it's, it's yummy. It's, why yeah. can't... Oh, so but, what's wrong... Tomatoes tomato, are fruit. It is a fruit. Why and can't I put it with my vodka? You can put it in your vodka. All right, stop being a little bitch about it. No, Dude, but I don't I'm, want it in my drink. All right. And, and a celery and, stick. And like Possibly spicy. with some peanut butter. I don't really like spicy. I don't like spicy alcoholic drinks. Okay. You don't have to have spicy. About, but Bloody Marys are spicy. You can it, not put the spice mix in so it. So it's got spice. Oh and it's got tomato juice. And it's got celery. It's got like three things I don't like. What about a mimosa? Learn to like Would em. you have brunch? Mimosas are great. Okay, there you go. I oh, I can't forget what's in a mimosa. It's like orange juice and champagne yeah. or some shit. Uh, yeah. See, it's fine. What's a screwdriver? That's orange uh, juice and vodka. Vodka. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's great. Yeah, yeah, I prefer that. Yeah. So anyways, um, they um, think with air, with flying, there's the loud noises. And for some reason, loud noises uh, decrease your ability to enjoy sweet things. Mm. So people like more savory things. So like... Tomatoes have that unami flavor, uh, that savory kind of flavor. So if we had brunch in Times Square, would you then have Bloody Mary? Times Square is it's not... It's loud. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, no. This doesn't have to be on a plane. Okay. But I would have radioactive vodka called Atomic. See, this is what from, I have a hard time Chernobyl. with. You would not try a Bloody Mary, but you would drink this shit. Yes. So I got what a fuck? question before you segue. No, okay. we already said... Yeah, uh, you, no, you can't uh, that train, This is Back how I up. roll. What do you drink when you're on a plane? Uh, Club soda. Coconut water. What do you water, club soda. That's it? You don't have a, You don't have any alcohol? You don't do anything? No. Nina, what do you drink? I've never had a drink on a plane. See, I I drink on a plane. Did all we the time. when we went to Disneyland that nope. one time? Did we have any kind of drink? Mm-mm. Okay, yeah, because we were on the flight long enough to. Yeah, like, it was like it. an hour long. I think they just gave us sodas. But I think if but I was gonna have anything on a plane, it would be coffee. Whenever I go to the East available. Coast, when I, here's how here's what I do, and I don't do anything that much different. When I go, it's coffee black all the way. Mm-hmm. Which I do a lot all the time. I drink coffee black all the time. It's not that big of a deal. Right. But that's the only thing I'll drink on my way. Because mm-hmm. usually when I go to the East Coast, it's for work or something like that. When I'm coming back, mm-hmm. it's Jack and Cokes the whole entire time. That makes sense. But both of those beverages are the normal beverages in my life on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. So that's why I don't understand why anyone would change it up. Like, yeah. And it's not like this is a full fucking bar here. We're talking like Kansas soda with a couple of those little like mm-hmm. itty bitty bottles that you find at the hotel. It's like, chill the fuck out. What are you going to do here? Yeah. I don't yeah. People are fucking weird. People are weird. Stop talking talk to them. Talk to them. Just don't talk to them on the airplane. Just don't, don't talk to them. <laughs> so anyways. All right. Segue. Uh, there's. Okay. So everyone knows about Chernobyl, right? Horrible nuclear disaster. Um, they they created this exclusion jo- uh, zone. With this, you know, radioactive. They grew some um, grain near the um, 19 mile radius exclusion zone and um, they tested the grain and it, it still had some, it's still just a little bit too radioactive to be safe for consumption, right? Everything is slightly radioactive, right? right? Like bananas are actually extremely radioactive because potassium, like X amount of potassium is radioactive and bananas have a lot of potassium. So your bananas are radioactive, right? But it's a very, very small amount. These grains, this a little bit too high, but 
they can um, distill them into vodka, and when you distill them, it it purifies it and gets rid of the reactivity. Like some of the leftover waste product has that reactivity, but the the vodka itself, no, it's safe to drink. Its radioactivity is far below um, the standards of what's safe. So the vodka is fine to drink. So if you get the chance, drink atomic vodka from Chernobyl. Case closed. So, uh, Nina, your your turn. Well, the thing is, like, okay, <laughs> it might be a novelty, but do you think it tastes any different than any other vodka? Nah. So, what's the no, point no, of no. drinking that and like maybe possibly risking something they haven't yet discovered as a problem? They, you know, they've proved that it's not radioactive. Yeah, with science we have right now, but you know, science is oh, always being gosh. like, oh, you know what? Actually, this is bad for you. Yeah, but like, here's the thing: back when everyone think was like, you way. should smoke cigarettes when you're pregnant. Like that was literally a thing people thought. Chernobyl, Ukraine, right? Yeah. Yeah. Would you rather have vodka from Costco that says Kirkland on the yes. bottle? Or vodka from Ukraine, which is close to Russia, is not, which is, is where nonsense. vodka has pretty much been perfected. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I would rather have Ukraine. Why do want you trust the be. Kirkland one? How do you know that that one's safe? I don't know that it's safe, but I know that I've had it before. And <laughs> it's no longer radioactive because it's been distilled. <sighs> so it's just coming from from product that was radioactive would you try it yeah it's no, not it's I been wouldn't. proven not to be radioactive there's nothing wrong with it mm. and plus it's from ukraine which is a hell of a lot closer to russia which is where they perfected the vodka i guess i'm gonna try and jump on a segue while it could still work because i don't know how else to get to this next subject yeah well there's multiple i will fuck so it you don't trust this vodka because it it comes from Chernobyl. It comes from another country. And you're, I, you don't trust no, 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 their no, no. standards. I, I, okay. You don't trust scientific no, standards. No, that's not why. I just feel like if it tastes the same as vodka that was grown from non-radioactive soil, why <laughs> the fuck would I mess with this when I could just get other? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Novelty. Well, that, uh, fair enough. But I don't. The novelty isn't worth it to me. Like I don't drink vodka for the novelty. For people in I'm between, I'm not like. The mm, a- let me have a drink after work because I want the novelty. For you people know? in between the ages of like 19 and 29. Yeah, the smartest people. Shit on earth. like that. <laughs> shit like that has meaning to them. I suppose. Hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, this, I drank a bunch of stupid novelty shit in my youth because I was like, Ugh. well, let like, me just like point I drank, out like the I difference had some, between you and me and our health I drank, uh, statuses. Rogue made this dead the, eye. The, Rogue made this ale. It was called Dead Guy Ale, and I bought it because it said "dead guy" on it. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, right. and it, now look at you now. And it tasted like <laughs> it tastes <laughs> like ass. Like I'm like, yeah. oh yeah, this could probably kill somebody. <laughs> it probably well yeah. yes it can that's yeah. the point point. and that's the thing but I bought it simply because it has it was called dead guy ale and it had this cool little skeleton dude on it okay so you guys ruined right. my segue but I think this could work speaking of dead people oh yes, here we go you're welcome okay so you could donate your body to science right you could say like I want to <laughs> donate my that. organs never. I definitely or, would never do that Maybe you put it in your will or your dying wishes or maybe your 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 next of kin could be like, yes, I want to donate uh, producer Mike's body. The fuck you to, are. <laughs> for like uh, uh, medical um, research. No. Yeah. Um, well, some people do that. And there's companies that uh, collect dead bodies oh, and like act that. as middlemen to send them to um, uh, Russia to fertilize the radioactive soil. Yeah, exactly. 
No, I think it was. Wasn't you, there a musical about this? Scientific research and whatnot. About the body parts? About, yeah, like, like, like people mm-hmm. bought body parts and then they um, had to pay oh, on them. Oh, Repo, the genetic opera. Yes. Oh, that sounds awesome. But they I didn't, watch it. it wasn't necessarily, yeah. it was, it, it is awesome. But it was more Paris like, Hilton was in it. Th- uh, nobody cares mind. about that. Sarah Brightman was in it, which I thought was Who's really cool. Sarah Brightman? Uh, all right, Nina, segue, Jesus. No, no, it's fine. But anyway, that was more about like people who needed like liver transplants or like new eyes or something, and they would sort of bargain with this black market. And then when they couldn't pay, someone came and repoed the organs, basically. Mm. So that was, this is like and somehow worse than that. Anthony, I feel like. uh, Anthony, what head? What Anthony Stewart head. Anthony Stewart head oh, was yeah. the repo oh, agent. It's time to watch that. It's almost Halloween. It's what kind of Christmas. name is that? Stewart head? He, he played, two, he played Giles in Buffy oh, the Vampire Slayer. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He's, right. he's got some cred. Okay. Anyways. Right. Um, so there was this for profit, um, business called, uh, biological resource center mm-hmm. in Arizona. Yeah. That sounds legit. Yeah. Uh, BRC for short, not to be confused with Black Rock City, which I is was the confused. city of Burning Man. Yeah. But anyways, Do you th- different well, kind of BRC. I feel like these Arizona two might be BRC. Um, the FBI um, shut them down in uh, 2013, why. 2014. Um, there were some quote unquote various unsettling scenes, including a bucket full of heads pocket full of shell yeah right 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 <laughs> but like, not, no family <laughs> with a bucket <laughs> full of heads okay. but it wasn't, and arms and legs it wasn't just a bucket full of heads no, it was also like human heads infected yes. heads yeah they were infected with what i don't know with the zombie maggots. virus i don't know oh. um there was a cool they, were, they weren't like maintained in medical oh. facilities yeah. style basically uh, and room, this was room temp and this was in america <laughs> oh, God. yeah this is arizona Okay, so here's well, the problem. Oh, here's the problem it with gets, that. It gets it's better. Usually when, like... No, he'll interrupt. Don't worry. Those heads have to be accounted for. <laughs> like, <laughs> even, if they're, even if they're dead, we're supposed to know where they came from. Well, yes. Well, I think they well, knew, they, where, they they knew where they from. came from. It's just where were they going. That yeah. was the problem. And yeah. also there was a cooler filled with dicks. Just cooler dicks. I like cooler how the dicks. heads were roomed. The Bucket heads were infected heads, at room cooler temperature. Cooler dicks. Rather got no well, family. Like, like one of those big picnic like igloos. You just pop it, it open. Like there's a, a bunch of dicks yeah. inside. Uh, I like how the heads were like nobody cared about that. But were the they penises frozen? were definitely in a cooler specifically cared for. Were they frozen? Were they being used as ice cubes that they put their like Coors Light cans <laughs> in the middle? <laughs> hey, go get a Coors Light out of that cooler dicks over there. I mean, if you want to keep them stiff. You got to keep them cold, yeah. you know. Actually, you know what it's like. <laughs> you don't want What's that like special thing that bartenders have where they like put the alcohol on the mixer and they shake it and the thing makes it cold, you know? What is that? Mm, it's ice. Like a, ice? No, not, no, but they like shake it with ice. They shake it in this like special it's little a shaker, whatever. Yeah. So I feel yeah. like somehow the penises in this cooler could be used. Yeah, to- but we've all seen Seinfeld. We know what happens to penises when they get cold. Yeah, so that's why they needed so many. No, but they're, if they're frozen, they stay stiff. Yeah, Wait but they're still small. Until they like, until you <laughs> well, I, I, I mean, I've seen my dick cold. It's nothing to get excited about. You haven't about. seen it frozen, but, though. But if you die with a boner, it stays as a boner. No, it, no. Yes. yes. It does? Yeah. Yes. Why? That's you said, rigor mortis. Muscles eventually burn. No, 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 no. No, the blood stays there. It doesn't you know, go like, anywhere. It's not pumping around. So the undertaker has to figure out a way to fix that in case uh-huh. there's an open casket. <laughs> That's why it's open. <laughs> or in case you get the casket. He's like, oh Pitch in a tent. <laughs> Yeah, haven't you seen Clerks? Uh, a long time ago. On, the, the, yeah, I remember. Yeah, it now, yeah. yeah. So, anyways. Well, this okay. Um, they also discovered 
a woman, uh, a body, this part, uh, hanging on the wall with uh, a woman's head sewn onto a man's torso, like Frankenstein style. That's fucking rad. It's not rad. <laughs> all it's in creepy. all, they found. 1,755 human body parts at the facility, filling up 142 body bags weighing 10 tons. What was the now, point of this facility again? So the point of the facility, they said, was they're taking these bodies to donate to medical research. Um, but Like it was like a holding uh, cell the, for the, them or Did the workers just get bored I in guess. transit? Like, well, I don't know. I'm impressed. Like, the fact, like, who was on cooler dick d- duty? You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, I'm on dick duty. Make sure these dicks stay cool. Yeah, like it's just. How do you get to that point where you've got a cooler yeah. full of dicks and a woman's head on a dude's body? When like, you have a lot of employees like, eating weed-filled cookies, like, things got out of hand. Like, right. Isn't there like isn't there like an employee handbook that describes the do's and don'ts? Like this got to be an book SO- of hands. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like there's got to be some sort of SOP for the dicks and the heads. I don't think so. I think that they just. There was chaos after a while because that's what people tend to do. Okay. How many normal citizens do you think would be like, yes, I want to work in a facility that keeps track of body parts? No. You're telling me no. I can just see some 90 year old man looking at his dick. Well, I'm not going to use that anymore. Put it in the core. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So just so you know, uh, a human head can be bought legally for like on the research market a human head can be bought for as little as three hundred dollars but a whole human cadaver is priced at about five thousand dollars so it's i mean it's a fairly profitable business but how i suppose they determine um, who's they're, buying they're it like these, legitimately they're That's parting the these cadavers out like a used car or something yeah. like that yeah like, yeah this is kind of like the used car lot of human yeah cadavers. it's like the pickyard of the- how, wait how much are the dicks I don't know how Less much a, a dead dick goes. How much does a dead <laughs> dick go? Room temp or chilled? Chilled, obviously. <laughs> it's gotta have like, preferably died with a boner. Yeah, right. Yeah, if it's one of them shrinkage dicks, I'm not. I'm not paying full price. Balls still attached, or uh, it depends on whether or not it's still a boner. If it wasn't a boner, I need the balls. You can sell them as a set. Is yeah. that what you're saying? Yeah, <laughs> a three piece set. Yeah, <laughs> yeah if it uh, wasn't a boner, I'm gonna need the balls. <laughs> That's a whole um, everything. Apparently, at least 21 of those bodies were uh, donated to the BRC, were later used by the U.S. Army for Boy. blast experiments, studying the effects of roadside bombs, which is not what they told um, the yeah. family members what they were going to use it for. They that's, told them they're gonna, it was going to be used for medical research. And, like, I don't give a I shit mean, what you do with my body research. when it's done. When my body's done and dead, like, I, I really don't care. If you feed it to the worms, that would probably be the coolest, but... To me, it doesn't really matter because it's not my body anymore. It's just a bag of atoms that could be infected and contaminated. But, you know, for some people that that matters, right? They, they want to, you know, a, a peaceful, for proper most burial. For matters. Yeah. You really Anybody don't care? Who's, Do you want, it doesn't like, matter. What if you die and your body's torn apart by wild dogs? You'd be cool with it? Yeah. Why not? Nina, what does it matter? Chances It matters. Are, Nina, it matters because, to the people that you've I... Let it be known. Mm. Feed me to the dogs. Feed okay. me to the worms. So here's the thing. Only if they're hungry. Yeah. That's a good... Like Only If, if you turn that into a haiku, that would be kind of... <laughs> <laughs> almost there. Yeah. So here's the thing. I'm probably going to die before you do. Okay. What do you want to happen to my body? That doesn't make any sense. It's your body. I want your dick I get in a cooler. That. I want <laughs> Reno to decide what happens to you. Your dick's well, going in a cooler. Your head's going on some chick's body. No, no, no. no, no. I always wonder what it would be like to have boobs. Um, oh, God, dude. Boom. There it is. Thank you for making that wish come true. 
Uh, but here's the thing, though. You're going to be the survivor, not yeah. me. That's why you read a so will. So I don't care. So it's really up to you whether or not I go to dick cooler duty. How do you not... <laughs> dick cooler heaven? How do you not care what happens to you? Because I won't be there to see it or know about but it. But I'll be there. That's why so it's So what problem. do you want me to have to I don't do? care. It's up to you completely. I want to be cremated. Then cremate me. Burn me up. What? Yeah, how, how's burning his body to ashes any better than like feeding Because there's a lot animals. of like, you should understand this. There's a lot of associations, like sacred associations with fire. It's a cleansing thing. And, you know, it's all one place. of you. Yeah, I'm not religious. <laughs> I am spiritual sometimes. I'm not. Seriously. That's why, that, yeah. This is why I don't have anxiety and why I don't care what happens to my cadaver. I care about everything constantly. So yeah. that's my problem. As long right. as you just don't turn into a zombie, that's all. I, I, you know that's what? That's true. Yeah. By the time when I die, we might have a zombie problem. I, I that whole zombie thing, I, 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 it's never gonna happen. I don't. I don't think shit. it will. I hope it does, though. <laughs> Imagine the amount of small talk you won't have to have. What was that, Nina? Why do you hope it does? Why do I hope it does? Yeah. Thin out the herd. Okay. Well. I well, wait, wait, I mean, look at the amount of homeless people we have. It's kind of like we this already started. This is the zombie on. apocalypse. We already started. I, oh, I pissed off Reno with that one. <laughs> you pissed off? No. I, yeah, you okay. mad. Let me no. let me give you an example of how this is like the zombie apocalypse. So, like at the end of my day, before I drove home, I got coffee with an ex coworker who still lives in Sacramento, and we were just sitting in the coffee place, and it's like the kind where there's like all windows on one wall, and then she and I were talking, and then we both like sensed someone was staring at us, so we turned to the windows that we were sitting next to, and this like shirtless homeless guy was just standing there looking at us that is exactly the scene Did you have a six pack at least no are you kidding no it was like all weird and like overweight but there's got to be a midpoint you know like let's say that you start off fat and then you this start this is the problem you have with that story and if then he was you in start, shape or not and then you start doing meth meth usually makes you like i don't think he was on bones, meth right? i think he was just beginning his career I, yeah, that, well, that's the thing. And that's my point. It's like, you know, it makes you thinner. It, 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 it deteriorates your body. Yeah, no, he looked like he was probably, I don't know. Well, my point is. Happened is, to pause there and he's on, wondering. On, at one point on your journey from fat to total addict of meth, you have to reach that like week long. Wow, I'm actually kind of hot now that I lost all that weight. Mm-hmm. I don't think meth heads think about those things. Like that would be the cutoff for me. It was like if I looked at the mirror, I was like, damn, I look good now. Time to, time to get off the meth. Time to stop the meth. Yeah, just like that. It's so easy. I heard that's really easy to quit meth. Well, I mean, have they tried? <laughs> yeah, let me start on that project right now. Seems like a good time. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying, this is like at one point on their, their, their journey, they have to reach that level of, wow, he's actually pretty attractive for a homeless dude. No, I've and never then like thought a week that or two about literally anyone. And then like a week or two later, he's skinny, frail with his teeth falling out. My point is, like, I like how you jumped to the weight loss part of the story. <laughs> I was just saying, that's like a scene out of a zombie movie when people are like just doing the regular thing and all of a sudden someone is like creepily staring at them with this dead look in their eyes from the window and all that's separating us from whatever craziness is inside his head is a sheet of glass. I'm glad you brought it back to zombies so I can make this segue before I, I deteriorated to yeah. six pack <laughs> meth heads. Um, <laughs> That's where my um, head went. There's, there's some zombie trees out there, so to speak. Ooh. There's some half dead, half alive trees. And yes. this is how it happens. In they they observed this in New Zealand. Um, so 
in a in a forest full of trees, it's not uncommon it's apparently. Hard to see the trees. For <laughs> for trees to kind of link up and communicate with each other, and to actually like their roots will actually graft into one another, so they actually become like one big organism and they'll share nutrients they'll share water and minerals and they'll they'll send uh like uh, even if they don't like link up their roots they'll send like chemical messages to one another Siamese they kind of twin communicate twins. with one another chemical messages it's really interesting to yeah. see how the, to know that trees and plants communicate with one another even like different species they'll they'll communicate with each other like where like water is and and this kind of stuff but sometimes That's their helpful. roots will grow into one another and they'll actually like graft into each other so two trees become like one super organism. So these um, ecologists, Sebastian Lusinger and Martin Bader, um, they spotted... <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Martin Bader? Martin Bader. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Marty. Uh, Martin Bader's masturbating. <laughs> masturbating Martin Baden. My thoughts and prayers go out to the Baders. <laughs> I think we all know who's on dick cooler duty that time. <laughs> He got his masters and oh got Baton. Oh my God. <laughs> Anyways. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go away, Baton. Um Martin Bader's a master debater. I'm oh. sure. Anyways, uh they spotted a dead pine tree stump. A cowrie cowrie? Pine tree cowrie stump. Sounds cowrie sounds more correct. Or Agathis Astralis for you scientific buff people. Thank you. I was waiting for that science buffs. That, that term. Thanks Anyways. For, um, thanks for clearing it up. Yeah. yeah. So they, they found this tree stump and the tree stump, like it tree stumps should be dead they have no leaves how could they possibly be alive but they have this root- tree, yeah they have roots <laughs> but they don't but they can't photosynthesize like it's just a matter of time before they're completely dead before they're this you know, tree had sap running through it and was and had water running through it like it was alive but also dead it's like having like no head but still being alive it's a pearl jam yeah song like about a chicken <laughs> What? Wait, Pearl Jam or Chili Peppers? Pearl Jam. Now. Oh. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what was the Chili Pepper song? That you I don't know. I thought maybe that was... Like, this thing of all kinds of weird shit. I figure maybe Zombie a trees half-dead tree could be one of those things. Yeah. Um. So what, what... I think what probably happened was it was... The trees grew into one another and then somehow the tree got chopped down and the tree is still somehow... is still like receiving nutrients from resistant. the other trees. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's very much like the story before with the grafted, uh, head on the dead cadaver. Yeah. Do you see the relationship? Do you see how it's all connected? Right. So what you're saying is we should go into this forest and prosecute these trees for mistreating each other. No, I think maybe we should just maybe take it easy on the BRC folks. (laughs) They're just trying to help nature along and get things to photosynthesize when they shouldn't be. At least go easy on the person who had cooler dick duty. Yeah, yeah. He he was just in the wrong place at the wrong time. Man, I got two kids at home to feed. I was just trying to pay the bills. I don't know, man. I mean, actually, that might have been what it was for some of them. We're having inventory issues. We're going to need to do a cycle count on all the dicks in this cooler. (laughs) Dude, there was 21 dicks in there last week. I'm pretty sure there's still 21 dicks in there this week. Uh, Really? Because our inventory is got one missing. (laughs) What'd you do with it? Um. Hmm. Speaking of, uh, don't 
Possibly. Whatever weird segue you're going to do here is, is not going to be. Okay. You probably know more about that. I didn't read this, this following article and you did. So why don't you, why don't you make the segue? Well, I don't know if there's a way to segue from all the terrible things we just discussed to this now, except to say, maybe this could be more like we've interrupted the program for a PSA. Yeah. For people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what the just, fuck? What? Mm-hmm. I really these are there's times where I wish Mike could see what article is next because mm-hmm. I could see his reaction but you know that would sort of ruin everything yeah. um, so this next article is about vaginal atrophy Mike's face and all of the <laughs> things that can cause it and possibly how to prevent it and definitely how you can wait, detect it wait yeah okay. yeah so <laughs> you could detect it because <laughs> what what we're talking about here i think your pussy's dead is <laughs> Atro- it, that's when let, you, let me, you let me, haven't used the muscles in so long they cease to work right well, that's atrophy i mean in a way yeah and so like one right. of the points this article makes and i think it makes it really well like better than the headline would indicate is that it's a muscle like anything else. And so if you don't use it, it might experience these symptoms, you know, and the symptoms can be caused by other things, but basically you can tell you're experiencing vaginal atrophy when there's inflammation, dryness and thinning of the vaginal walls. Um, there's also a scientific name here that I'll try to pronounce atrophic vaginitis. That sounds right. Okay. (laughs) So here we go with the full list of symptoms after this ad that I can't scroll past. Typical. If it was an article about a cooler full of penises, I'm pretty sure I'd be able to scroll all the way down. All right. Mike's very angry. Okay. Contraceptives can cause this. What you look was like. Was that a stab at like the patriarchy right there? Like No, it was just a comment on like the statistically speaking. Yeah, guys go through I'm dick just pointing, atrophy too. I'm just pointing out that the warehouse of penis parts article loaded fine on my computer and now this one's <laughs> having problems. That's all. Okay. So vaginal atrophy can happen at any age, but it most commonly happens when um, you experience menopause. You know, everyone I think has kind of heard about that. Wait, wait, wait. Vaginas just atrophy during menopause? They just well, dry a lot up of, and wither away? A lot, they don't wither away. <laughs> a lot of times it's, it's caused by... Run. Deuces. <laughs> a lot of times it's caused by like a drop in estrogen, which is usually what happens when you go through menopause. So it's not always just because like you're not using the muscle enough, mm-hmm. you know, but... Can you um, recover from you can. atrophicus vaginitis? Yes, you can. All you need is a cooler full of... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> you, uh, it, you know, like Mike kind of alluded to before in here, it does help if you use the muscle, but I think there's a really good quote in here by this woman who's like a sex therapist, and she basically says, like, a lot of people will say, oh, I'm not in a relationship, so how am I going to have an active sex life? And she's like, well, you know you can have an active sex life. You just have to be like Marty Bader and do it on your own. Yeah, like there's nothing wrong with that. And I think maybe a lot of times when women get older and their estrogen levels drop and their sex drive goes down, they kind of just assume, well, that's it for me, you know, and society will sort of tell them like, you're old and not attractive now and everything kind of goes downhill, but it doesn't have to. You just have to have a good relationship with yourself and possibly someone else, you know. You don't have to find you attractive. There doesn't have to be a mirror involved with masturbation. You well, just masturbate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think most people use a mirror when they <laughs> masturbate. I'm just going to throw that out there now. But, you know, yeah, I, I would Speak for definitely <laughs> say we don't have to have a mirror. But, yeah, I mean, like you, you have to use it because it's a muscle like other muscles in your body. There's like other things that can cause vaginal atrophy. The biggest thing is the drop in estrogen. 
Um, but you know, there's ways to sort of train your body around that and compensate for things and, and whatnot. Seen, it seems seen? almost easier than like what guys experience easier to combat. Sure. Yeah. Ours just stop working. Well, but and you just kind of like <laughs> poke at it, hoping now, it wakes up. I will up. say that there's a pill for guys who, who have problems with their erections. There is no pill for women who have like vaginal atrophy. Yeah. All they have to do is masturbate. And that's not all they have to do. There's more complications, you know, that's not just like, yeah. Have you seen like the weightlifting thing to strengthen your with your vagina? Yeah. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. No. Yeah. You there's like this little. Of course, you put like a little, Rito would know about that. Of course. Yeah. There's like a this little. This is like, what you have conversations about with strangers, right? Yeah. You're exactly. Like, have, you guys like, seen this have you tried strengthening your vagina yet? How strong is your um, vagina? Like a little egg-shaped little doodad thing, and you can like hang like a chain off it, and you can tie like a weight to it. Reno. And yes. What the fuck? So it makes the, the vaginal walls contract, you so you hold the weight, and then you can. You can it basically forces you to do kegels. Yeah. Okay. Right. It's like okay, like clenching your fist. Well, yeah. Okay, that might strengthen your fingers, but like if you have like springs or like a weight in your hand, like you're gonna get stronger. So like, yeah, you can like do kegels to strengthen like your pelvic floor muscles, or you could like stick one of these little egg little things up in there and tie oh, okay. a heavy thing in there and like keep it from falling how, out. You how gotta, heavy? Probably no more than a pound or two. I don't think a pound. Can, I think a couple ounces, right? No, you can work your way up to like several pounds. That's insane. I mean, I, I mean, the muscles aren't designed to lift. Things. I got like some thirty-fives and forties in the bedroom. You want to try it out? To get strong. I mean, like yeah, you, but like muscles it's not, are designed it's not like, to be as strong as you want to strengthen. It's them. not like, like your bicep where it's like designed to lift stuff. It like vaginal muscles are designed to like hold something in well, or push something out. Like it's not right, like hold something in like. Like this thing that's tied to a weight. <laughs> I, don't, I think that maybe like this might be a case where people are trying too hard to, to do something that might not. Sounds work. like a great idea to me. Well, of course I'd rather have a strong vagina than <laughs> some. Kegels are supposed to be vagina. really good for you. What are kegels again? It's where you tighten all your muscles in your groinal area. And stuff oh, like I'm yeah, getting it confused with cankles, which is what you have when your ankles are too thick. <laughs> No. Okay, so kegels is like a different thing. Yeah, than it's yeah. strengthens it's vagina weight experiment that Reno's talking about. Both men and women can do it. Okay. They, we, we share some certain like muscular stuff down yeah, there. Okay, like, all right. And like, like the for, muscles you'd use to hold it uh, from like going to the bathroom, bathroom. or farting. Yeah, like to hold everything in. Yeah, you, you just off and on, like, squeeze, like do like twenty reps or yeah. something like that. Yeah, you know? a lot of times people say actually, like women who've gone through childbirth, it's harder for them to like hold it when they have to go to the bathroom and stuff like see, that. And so I exactly. think I remember hearing so about kegels. So if you did the kegels, right after labor. You're, you're not you're going to help remedy that problem. Yeah. You're going to re-strengthen those muscles that were damaged during childbirth. Okay. For men, the benefit is, is that it helps them with staying power. Yeah. And also not pissing themselves when they get older. Yes. Mm -hmm. I would like to say this article does not mention vagina weightlifting, but maybe they just didn't get there. Um, Mm -hmm. I think the most important point it makes is like, don't forget about your sex life, like with yourself, basically, even yeah. when you're older. Don't forget to masturbate, folks. Don't forget masturbate. There's a butterfly daily. effect involved in that, though. Right. No <laughs> cause in- several hurricanes. Yeah. Earthquakes. Yeah. I feel like guys masturbating would cause earthquakes because <laughs> it's like shaking. Women masturbating would cause, I don't know, what? Maybe like a tsunami. Monsoon. Tornadoes. Because like, like women what? and like water are always connected. Sexuality. Yeah. Monsoons, hurricanes, something moist. Sometimes. Sometimes. When you're not doing enough, the tumbleweed just kind of blows across. 
Look, Rita and I can make puns about anything. Even embarrassing stuff as ex-Catholics. And on that note, you'll be in our thoughts and prayers this evening. Thanks for listening to Six Degrees of Rumination with your host, Reno Gorman. Nina Boyd. And their producer, Mike. <laughs> Sweet <night>. dreams. <laughs> the only thoughts and prayers I'm going to have is when I'm jerking off. <laughs>